add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Welcome to the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, on this week's show is a top 10 tips episode, how to get motivated, stay motivated, and stay on track over the course of the next couple of months. It's been a real summer this year. In August, so many people were away. It felt like a real holiday season. More alcohol, changes in food, changes in routine means like so many people who are emailing me at the moment and answering the questions on Instagram that you've put on weight. Your motivation levels are at an all-time low and you want to sort it out. First and foremost, before we get into the tips, this is totally normal. We've been through a phenomenal year and a half and this summer has really felt like a little bit of normality creeping back in and it's normal in terms of how we react to that. So don't beat yourself up. That's really, really, really important. As ever with these episodes, get your pen and paper out and take note of some of the tips that might work for you or may not work for you, but have a listen implement the tips, and of course, give it a little bit of time. One, two, or three weeks following these tips will deliver absolutely massive results. They are not rocket science. They may be simple, but they work. From 22 years of personal training and working in health and wellness, I know that they work. And these are tips I give to my own clients as well. So get your pen and paper ready, and let's get cracking. The very first tip is to stop and reflect. The hardest thing of all to do is to stop and reflect on where you are at now in terms of your health and in terms of your wellness. Life is busy. Kids are back in school. Potentially people are back in work in offices. And it's a very scary world out there. When it comes to your health, to stop, take a pen, paper, and reflect upon where your health is at now. Are you happy with it? Are you not happy with it? What would you change? How would you change it? What worked in the past? What didn't work? That reflection piece. Pull some experience from your own self about your own health. You'll know your body better better than anybody else. So trying to find out what worked for you and what didn't work for you will save you money and time in the future in terms of looking forward and making those changes that you want to make. So reflect upon that. How do you feel on a scale of one to 10? How are your energy levels? How's your sleep? How's your confidence? All impacts your health. All of those different things. People think health is all about weight. It's not. And reflecting upon in those different areas how you feel now and then how do you want to feel? Where do you want to bring that number to? Gives you a a clear, identifiable goal to work towards. And that's really, really important. People People don't do it because it's scary. But it's important because where are you going to start? Where do you want to get to? And then we'll identify how you're going to get there. So start with that. Remember, confidence, energy levels, sleep, health relationships, whatever is impacting your health, rate from one to 10, where you're at now, and then where you want to go. And let's work at how you're going to get there. Just like if you want to run a marathon, you build a plan over the course of 16 or 20 weeks, you break that plan down into week by week, run by run. And guess what? You run that marathon after 16 or 20 weeks, whatever the training plan is. Wellness is exactly the same. You need to look at where you're at, look at where you want to go, 
and put stepping stones in place to help yourself get there. And it's that simple. Okay. Tip number two, we've used it before and it's really important to bring it back up actually because people forget about it. And that's creating a vision board. So for example, this is my office. This is where I work from. We are back in studio at some stage over the course of the next couple of months. So you'll see us back in the independent offices on Solbert Street. But for now, this is my studio. This is my home. I've got a vision board over here in the corner with goals, images of goals and targets that I want to achieve or that I want to do. And it's something I've used all over the course of my career in terms of work and reasons to work, but also in terms of health and reasons to, or things that I want to work towards. Marathons, Ironman, triathlons, ultra marathons. Uh, on a work level, it was always cars. I'm a, I'm a car geek. So having that vision board and seeing those things on a constant basis, even subconsciously, helps you to work towards them. So it might sound a bit scary, but it's not. It's very simple. So it's a board with photographs, uh, text, words, images of things that you want to work towards. So for example, brides are fantastic for this because in their mind, on their vision board, their vision board is walking down the aisle on that big day. Therefore, as a client, they will do absolutely everything that you ask them to do because their vision is really strong. They can see what they want to achieve. They can see the dress and it's a vision to get into the dress. So make your own goal the very same way. If it is to run a 5K, images of running, of park runs, if it's a time to run a 5K in, again, creating those images, it gives you a reason to be healthy, a reason to be well and stay well. And your vision board constantly changes as your goals change. So travel is becoming uh, normal again. So it might be a holiday to work towards, it might be a trip to work towards, a communion, a confirmation, a wedding, an event, or if like myself, you're hitting a big birthday, the big 4-0 in January, it might be a 40th birthday to work towards or something. But having that vision keeps you healthy. And don't hide it away. Put it somewhere you can see it, somewhere that you will see it every single day and gives you a reason to be at your desk, to eat healthy, maybe put it in the kitchen, put it on the fridge, wherever, wherever you're, you, you need to see it, it is where you should place it. It's simple, but it's actually a little bit of fun too. Creating those images, looking for those images is a really nice way to, you know, make health and wellness a little bit funky and a little bit cool. Tip number three is all about planning. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know I am big into my planning. I look at every aspect of my week and try and schedule it into my diary. Planning is important because when it comes to motivation, planning and mapping out your, your, your sessions, your food, your fridge, that's something I've done over the last kind of two months or so. Every Sunday, big food shop, bring it home, take out Tupperware containers, get rid of all the packaging and fill the containers and organize my fridge where everything is. It's a control thing, yes, but it's control over my food. It's control over the fridge. I know what's in there. I know what I'm going to cook, what I'm going to make, what's left in the fridge, and it actually reduces our food waste, which is really cool too. And that planning aspect is absolutely crucial. From a food perspective, one big food shop each week, stocking up the house with all the stuff that you want to eat. Get rid of all the stuff that you don't. Simple. From an exercise perspective, plan your sessions. When are they going to happen? Where are they going to happen? What are you going to do in those sessions? Now, it doesn't have to be set in stone. You can adapt them relative to how you feel. But having them in there increases the chances that they might actually happen. And also, you can schedule and plan who you might do them with. I like to exercise alone because I work with people all day. But some people love exercising with other people. So schedule it in. Who are you going to work with? The more you plan and the less you leave the chance, the greater the chance that you're going to do it and the greater the chance that it will be an even better session. 
So planning is just absolutely crucial. Get a diary, get a planner. I have an old school diary. I write everything down. It can be iCal or Google Calendar or any of those. But mapping them out and planning it makes so much easier to stay motivated, to stay focused, and, well, to stay healthy as well. Tip number four is a, is a funky one. It's basically filling your week full of things that you like to do and stop filling it full of things that you don't. When people try to get motivated, when people try to, to get back on track, they'll spend loads of money. They'll follow advice from poorly qualified uh, instructors or people in the health area and who put them on very low calorie diets. They'll fill them up with chicken and broccoli and all of that, those things that are trendy at the moment, which are short-term quick fixes. You'll do classes that you absolutely hate, but you pay for it because you think that it's going to make you healthy. Well, chances are it's not. It might do for a very short time frame, but actually for real life, it doesn't. So with all of our clients, we look at what they enjoy and we build their training plans and their health routines around that. So for yourself listening in, what do you like to do and what do you hate to do when it comes to wellness and when it comes to health? Fill your diary full of stuff that you like to do and stop trying to do things that you hate. So for example, if you don't like training in the morning time like me, I hate to work every hour there is, but I don't like training really early because I don't like it. So therefore, I don't do it. And that even making that decision, that conscious choice of not doing something that I don't like to do improves my motivation and keeps me focused. All right. And it's a really simple thing to do. But remember, Every offer that you see online, every gym poster that you see offering amazing results in really short timeframes, it's going to be doing stuff that you don't like to do. And that is always a short term quick fix. It does not last. So you work really hard for your money. Keep it. Spend it properly. Build your, your, your wellness plan around stuff that you like to do and that stuff that you enjoy doing and stop trying to do the opposite with stuff that you hate. Okay, number five, very simple. It's about sleep. So we touched on it earlier, but it is the foundation and the pillar that we've that your wellness is built on. We've done episodes on it before. We've two sleep episodes done that you can go back through the back catalog and have a look at. But let's just touch on some really simple pointers for it. Sleep is the foundation of wellness, of work, of mood, of mental health. It is the foundation of absolutely everything that we do. It's where our body recovers from the stress and, and trials of the day and of the week. It replenishes itself. It deals with, with all of the things that, that are going on and helps the body and the mind to recover. When your sleep is impacted, everything else is impacted. So all this other motivation kind of tips and tools and wellness doesn't mean a whole lot if you're not looking at your sleep. If you, are, uh, if you really can't sleep, do sleep a professional. That is important. Uh, again, have a listen back through some of the apps that we have before with the tips. But some really simple stuff is you know tech-free bedroom the hardest one, because we're all glued to our phones and our technology. We all generally sleep with them uh, or they're beside your bedside locker. So tech-free bedrooms, the first one, no tech 30 minutes before bed. And what that is really about, you might've heard it before, it's reducing that blue light, the light from screens that impacts the brain and, and, and the stimulus that stops you from sleeping. Pull it back to old school, take out a book, not a Kindle, a book, read a book. Because by doing that, there's something in the texture of it that calms you down. But also, it just it, it, it slows down the thinking processes from the day. It, there's a mindful concept to reading a book that you just don't get from anything else. And the feel and the touch of it's kind of nice too. Clean space is obviously really important. If your bedroom's a mess, you're not really going to sleep well. Uh, dark space is really important too. Caffeine, reduce the caffeine over the course of the day as the day goes on. That's ob an obvious one. And big meals, avoid big meals late at night. 
because if you have a big meal late at night, your, your, your body's working to process that food as you're trying to go asleep. And that is never fun in terms of sleep quality. All right. You can use trackers if you want, but generally you'll know if you wake up exhausted, you're not sleeping well. If you wake up tired, but ready to start the day, that's about right. Actually, um, you will hear people talking about waking up, feeling refreshed and wonderful. Uh, I haven't felt like that for many a year. I'm not sure many people have either. So a little bit tired when you wake up is normal, but you should be waking up over the course of the next kind of 30 minutes after waking, feeling ready to start the day. That's really, really important. So deep breath for a sec. Let's have a, a, a quick recap. One, stop and reflect. Two, get your vision board. Three, planning, mapping things out. I do it on a Sunday. You can do it whatever day suits you. Number four, fill your diary full of things you like and stop trying to do things that you hate. And number five is looking at sleep. And as ever, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. So let's plow on. We have five very simple tips done. They will work. As I said, try them for a couple of, couple of weeks and see what happens. Number six is about reviewing and setting targets on a consistent basis. So try your new plan for a week and sit down with your diary, sit down with your pen and look at, well, review it. What worked this week? What didn't work this week? This may sound like a lot of work, but actually it's not. You'll know pretty quickly the things that worked for you. Did your timing of your sessions work? Did, were you trying to squeeze too much in, do too much, eating too late at night, eating too early, and being really hungry? Just have a look and see, well, those are the things that worked really, really, really well. And those are the things that really didn't do it for me, that really didn't work or that I found difficult. And then use those as kind of, you know, review tools going forward to plan out the next week in terms of staying motivated. So what reduced your motivation? What increased your motivation? And finding what works for you helps to keep you motivated. Sounds simple, but no one does it. People plow on from week to week to week, resetting every Monday because Monday's a new day. And yes, it is. But they don't do the background work. They don't look at what worked and what didn't work. Again, with personal training, if you train with me, uh, every session will chat through, how was your week? What did you nail? What really worked for you? What didn't work for you? And then we, I use that to formulate what we're going to, advice you're going to get going forward because, well, that's what we need to know. As opposed to doing the same thing, making the same mistakes over and over and over again. There's no crack there whatsoever. And actually, in terms of motivation, you're going to reduce your motivation levels because you're just not going to be motivated because after a couple of weeks, you're sick of the roundabout way of doing things and you just stop getting back on track because, oh, it doesn't work. Or it doesn't work because you haven't analyzed it and you haven't put the work in to see why I'm falling off the wagon, what is working and what isn't working. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope so. Next up, number seven is effort level. Quirky one for motivation in terms of a tip, but actually, well, it's really important. So the effort level uh, will relate to the results that you get. Chances are sometimes people exercise too easily. They're not working hard enough to get the benefits. Okay, so if we go out for a run together and we're chatting like this, if we take the, my, the real health team, we're going to go for a run when I go back into Talbot Street. I'm going to run from the Independent House up O'Connell Street, back around and back to Independent House. While we're doing that run, if I'm chatting to that team and they're chatting back like this, so the effort level is like this, it's really, really, really low. We're just chatting about what we're going to do and the shows that we're going to make. By the way, all my team in the background are going mad. They're saying they're not going to do it, but they will. Uh, if they're chatting like this, this is not effort level. We're working, we're chatting, we're socializing. But actually, in terms of benefits, we're not getting the benefit from the exercise. Therefore, motivation levels are going to reduce because after a couple of days or weeks, we're not going to see an improvement. By not seeing the improvement, you're demotivated. So just work harder. Push your body a little bit harder to get better results quicker. 
and therefore your motivation levels increase. Sounds like a strange shit, but actually when you think about it, it makes loads of sense. Effort levels equals results. Picking it too easy equals, well, no results. And in terms of being motivated, you want to see change. And that's really, really important too. That brings me to tip number eight, which is around measurement. So if you don't measure something, you don't know how you're progressing. And in terms of staying motivated, well, chances are if you don't measure and you don't see your progress, you're not going to stay motivated. Simple. What do you measure? Whatever you want. Sounds like a flat politician's answer, but actually it's not. It's true. In terms of measuring, uh, it can be weight. If you want to measure weight, amazing. Weight is becoming almost a word that people are afraid to, to talk about, which I think is really sad. Weight doesn't, uh, weight is important in terms of muscle and fat mass because by carrying too much body fat, you put yourself at a higher risk of, well, everything. Simple. So by knowing your weight and knowing your fat mass, you know your risk levels. And using that as a benchmark to improve your wellness is a really good thing because, well, you're reducing your body fat, reducing your chances of illness or, or being sick. And that's a really good thing. So from a weight perspective, knowing your weight can be important and it can be helpful. And if, it, if that's your, your motivator, great. Knock yourself out. Get a really good scales. Um, why things are the brand that we recommend. I have no affiliation with them. It's just all my, I, we use them with our clients and they're really good because they get muscle and fat readings and that are reasonably, reasonably accurate. And it is important to know how much muscle and how much fat that you have. You can measure your 5K run time, your one mile walk time, your walk to the shop's time, uh, how long does it take you to run up and down the stairs. Uh, your waistline is a really good one because again, it's important in terms of health. High waistlines, high risk. Low waistlines, lower risk. What should be high and low? 40 for most people is a really good benchmark. The RDAs from, from uh, government and from, from, from the WHO are lower. They're way lower. And actually, I think they're probably too low. 40 is, is from a kind of science and, and, and medicine perspective, the risk number for most people. Above 40 inches, high risk. Below 40 inches, and you're that little bit safer. If you're a rugby player for the Irish rugby team, you're a little bit different. So that doesn't quite apply to you. But for most people, it's a good indicator. Where is your, is your waistline? We use belly button as an indicator because it, you can't hide it. It's just there. Uh, you can't shimmy it up or shimmy it down. It's just, you know, stick a tape measure around your waistline and meet at your belly button and hold um, and breathe normally. That's important too. But that's a really good measure as well. You can measure your resting heart rate. You can measure your sleep. You can measure loads of stuff. But again, it's got to work for you. It's got to be the measurement that means something to you. So what means something for one person may not mean something for another person. Might be energy levels, a fantastic motivator. How do you measure that? It's a little bit trickier because, you know, you can't really do it. But that's down to how you feel reading your body and reading your energy levels and just kind of rating them out of 10 over the course of a couple of weeks. You should see that rating begin to improve. All right. Um, tip number nine is we mentioned before, and I, I bring it back up because it's just so important and it's so beneficial and it's free, but so many people don't do it. And that is that from a motivation perspective, surround yourself with more happy, positive, uh, empowered, motivated people and surround yourself with less unmotivated, negative people. Simple. Those who are motivated and healthier than you are or are or, or, or as healthy as you attain to be rubs off on you. You'll hang out with them. You might go to restaurants where they eat. You might go and do activities that they do. My classic analogy has always been that if your friends go to the pub Saturday and Sunday, I run past bars all the time, full of people hanging out all day. Personally, couldn't think of that worse, but that's neither here nor there. But my point is, if that's your social network, that's where you're going to hang out. 
that's where you're going to spend your weekends. So that's going to affect your motivation and that's going to affect your wellness. If your friends go hill walking over a weekend, they might go for one in the pub on the way home. That's different. It's healthier. And it creates a healthy, positive network that you're looking to do. So I would say, look at your network. Who you, so where do you spend your time? Whether it's in work, whether it's socializing or whatever. The key thing is that we surround ourselves with people that we want to be like. I've, do, I've done it all through my career. I still do it in terms of people that I train with because it's really important to me because I, I feel good from it. And we all have people in our lives that we feel better when we meet them or work with them. Uh, and you want to surround yourself with more of them and less of the people who drain you or pull the energy from you. And yes, it can be difficult, but actually it's a really important thing when it comes to motivation. If someone's trying to pull you back on the couch when you go out for a run every night and fill you full of chips and burgers and crisps and chocolate, well, a word for that, which is called feeder. Uh, but two, it's poor for your motivation. It's not good for your health. And the person is not enabling you to be healthier. They're disabling you to be healthier. And you want to reduce the, those people in your lives. That's what I'm saying. Sounds a bit extreme, but actually it's really important when it comes to health. Finally, my final tip is about being kind to yourself. I think we've all learned that over the course of the last year and a half. You know, it's not about perfection. It's not about nailing it every single day and every single... People do that. And actually, less people do that than you think they do. All the Instagram crew who are posting their perfect lives and perfect pictures and perfect bodies, it's all bullshit. It's all fake. Let's be honest. And the key thing there is it's important because people look at that and then feel bad because their lives aren't like that. And I do that myself sometimes when, I, when, I, when I'm following some accounts. And the first thing I do when I feel like that is I unfollow the account because it's making me feel bad about myself that I can't go out and run that fast or that far. But then they haven't got my life. And plus, it's not what they've posted is the best looking version of what they've tried to do. So my point there is be kind to yourself. It's not about perfection. It's about being good enough each day and being the best that you can each day. And on some days, that best is amazing. And on some days, that best is only okay. But that's perfect. That's cool too. Because you're doing your best. And I think if we take nothing else from the last year and a half, it's about that. It's about doing your best on a daily basis as best you can. Because we're all individual. We're all different. We're not robots. And there's a lot going on in terms of mental wellness, in terms of physical wellness, in terms of emotional wellness, and in terms of life in general. And the uncertainty that we're now facing is actually triggering we're going to do an episode on it in a couple of weeks, is actually triggering a whole kind of post-pandemic anxiety because, oh, what happens now? So my point is, you're listening to this episode because you want to get motivated. My point is, motivation comes from just doing your best each day, each week, and doing the very best that you can. It's like when doing your leaving cert, that once you can stand over it, I did my best. It doesn't matter if you've got 400 points or 600 points or 625 points, which now exists, which is a thing. Once you've done your best, that's all we can ask. So for yourself, in terms of your motivation, apply that. Do your best and you can't do any more. So 10 simple tips. Try them for seven days, 14 days, 21 days, and just watch what happens. I'm 22 years doing what I do. I absolutely love it. I learn every week, every day, every client, every podcast, every guest. These are my top 10. They work. They may be simple. They may require a little bit of work but they will work. So apply them, get motivated, get focused, get your vision board sorted, and off you go. As ever, you can listen to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. You know where we are, realhealthandindependent.ie, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram. 
And we've got lots more lovely episodes coming over the course of the next couple of weeks. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon. Slán go Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.